Bart, I've asked you not to whistle that annoying tune. Everybody, yo, 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 how is it going? And welcome back to another episode of Simpsons is Greater Than, a Simpsons podcast about all aspects of Simpsons fandom. If you can think of it and it relates to the Simpsons, chances are this podcast is about that. As always, I am your host, Warren, better known to some of you as Bart of Darkness. You just might have seen my Simpsons collection on Instagram or Twitter. Be honest, it's great, isn't it? Go ahead and say it's great if you want to. But if not, when you're done with this episode, if you could just go check that out, it would be greatly appreciated by me. That's at Bart of Darkness. Now, some of you might be saying, hey, Warren, I didn't read the name of this episode, so I have no idea what it is. Well, let me tell you, today's episode is with Lisa Traeger. Lisa is a very funny comedian, podcaster, actress, you, you name it. You might know her from her Comedy Central special called Glitter Cheese or her SVU podcast called That's Messed Up, but she's also, big surprise, a huge Simpsons fan. That's, that's sort of the point of this podcast, but she's also a bit of a collector. So without any more from me, let's get into what I consider a very fun episode Episode 31. Let's go. It sucks. And she told us that it takes um, like eight hours to edit just our likes and ums out. Oh, I believe it. It sucks. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I I do that for most people. But what I'm finding out is that most people don't care. So I'm trying to yeah. teach myself not to do that. But uh, for sure, I guess I don't know. I guess we say it too much. But uh, every every look. Everyone does. does. Everyone does. Yeah. As as someone who edits their own podcast, literally every human being on earth says um a million times. That's good to know. So whatever. Why are we talking about that? But well, uh, no. Now I am distracted, and I'm trying to see all your shit. No, take take your time. So take your time and look. I started. I started just let these roll in. You know, is your stuff all in one room? It's all in one room. Um. That's the one, that's like the one rule my wife has. She's like, yeah, you know, you can buy whatever. Just don't have it all over the fucking house, you know? Do you have anything in the house that's Simpsons? Uh, I think I have, well, I used to have like a Bart cookie jar in the kitchen. I have a Bart cookie jar in my kitchen. But now it's in here. Is it the one where he's got the big cookie? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. Cool. I have that one. True story. I recently was asked if I had to start my collection over from scratch, what is the first thing I would buy again? I think I said that cookie jar. Damn, that's so cool. And I actually gave it to an ex as a present. And then when we broke up, he left it with his roommates. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm getting that. So my friend flew it to me from New York and now it's here in LA and it it is one of my prized possessions for sure. It's, It's really great. And But other than that, I mean, I have like like a Simpsons pizza cutter that I use that's really annoying. Um, <laughs> like it says something different every time you like you every time you put pressure on it, it says something else. Um, okay, that's I really like that. irritating. The little stuff like that, but everything else is in this room. I really want to turn our guest bathroom into like a Simpsons bathroom, but as of now, my wife says no. So we'll, we'll see if one day. There are 
chill or easy fashionable ways to make it a Simpsons bathroom without not being over the top. 100%. You can get, I don't know if you have a window, but you can get just those curtains. Right. No one's going to know. I don't know if you want corn in the bathroom, but, um, <laughs> or like there's so many artists that make such beautiful Simpsons art now. Oh yeah. Or, um, I, there's someone on Instagram I follow and she makes stained glass Simpsons stuff. Yeah. I have, um, sewn, sewn in a circle. What is that? Needlepoint. I've have this crazy cat lady and then I have a Daria, but, um, so you can make it beautiful. You can make it not, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, my my problem is I continue to buy stuff that I don't really have room for. Like, you can't see it in the frame, but I literally have a, a box of stuff, like a literal big box of stuff that I just bought, and I don't have anywhere to put it, so I think I'm literally going to sell it. Um, oh, my God. Well, I have a uh, – <laughs> do you buy everything and anything you can get your hands on, or are there things you will say no to? I will say – there. so I am a huge Simpsons fan. I also – uh, like the show at all eras, even like low points that some people hate. I like the show still, but there are, there are areas of the merchandise that I legitimately think are terrible. And that is when they started thinking like, Oh, the only people that like the Simpsons now are people who were kids when it came out and now they're dads. So let's make all the merch like Homer on the couch and everything's like, you know, Homer university or beer university. That kind of shit to me is like really lame. It's just okay. not, it's not the stuff I want. So there are certain windows of stuff that I don't care about. Um, but for the most part, like every time there's bad stuff, they started making good stuff again. So there's, you know, there's not like a moment where the merchandise gets bad and stays bad. There's just little, there's, you know, dated eras of their merch that I think is pretty shitty, but. Understand. And yeah. where are you? I'm where, in Florida, you, Florida. Florida. Okay, great. So the wild west. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, cause I don't, I don't, I grew up around Chicago. Cool. And so I don't know why it has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but I wanted to shout out my store was Quake. That's where I got a lot of my stuff. And you being an Sweet. avid toy person, I didn't know if you would know about like a small store in Chicago or not, you know? I, I for some reason, I want to say you're not the only time I've heard that. I feel like someone has mentioned that store before. It's just like a toy store. It is. It's a vintage toy store. It's not um, 100% Simpsons. You know, it's everything yeah. and things I don't care about, too. I want to um, say maybe Cole Bennett mentioned that place, but I can't remember. I hope he did. And the guy is super cool. Like, I miss my chats. Like, I can't wait to go back and I would take my niece and nephew. But I also bought other, like, er areas of toys. But uh, he always, like, I was excited when... I bought a lot of my Simpsons stuff there. So I that's, love Quake. That's really, really cool. Well, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna get into the the details about your stuff, but we might as well actually formally start the episode. Okay. Um so the the first thing I ask everybody, Lisa, uh, first of all, thanks for coming on. Um Thank you. Secondly, I've, I've wanted to ask you for a while to be on, and then <laughs> finally I just was like, I have to. No, you you can be on. It. Hit me up whenever you want to come on. I'm always down to chat. Uh, but the thing that I start all these with, and this is just a sincere question, how are you? I'm actually um on an upswing. I feel I mean, it sucks. Like obviously sad things are happening in the planet. Um, that I'm very aware of and it is in the back of my mind. But right now, you know, I'm, I was with my parents for months. So I'm like back in LA, back with friends. I had to be so strict. They're old as fuck. So 
I wasn't going or doing anything. I missed, and I thought I'd miss them. And I just am happy to have my own space again and see friends and get vaccinated and do comedy again. And I'm going to Palm Springs this weekend. I'm going to see my best friend I haven't seen in a long time. So I am feeling like energized. For Hell sure. yeah. No, that's yeah. really great. I mean, anytime, you know, with all the bad shit that's happened over the last year, it's okay to focus on the positive. I always tell people like, you know, don't, I've had people come on and be like, well, I, I almost feel bad saying this, but I actually had a really good year. I'm like, no, it's good. Like if good stuff still happened, I want to hear about it because so much bad shit happened. So I'm happy to hear that yeah. you're on an upswing. That's really great. Yeah. And I like built my own bed and set up my own internet. I'm like, I'm a capable ass person. Like I'm just ready. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I got a haircut, you know, it's really, really, really sick. That's a nice way to start. I didn't anticipate that question. No, I always, I got (laughs) to know how people are doing that. That shit matters to me, but tell me a little bit before we, before we get to Simpsonsy. Tell me a little bit about how you got into comedy. When did you realize you were funny? I'd like to hear about that. Um, I think looking back, I was always um, like, I would always make my friends laugh. I was a good time at the sleepovers and the hangouts. <laughs> like that was my role, but it wasn't a conscious thing or anything like that. And then after I saw the movie Super Bad, I was like, oh, I want to write a girl version of this movie. Like I was really inspired by that movie. And so I took a writing class and improv and then someone invited me to a comedy open mic. And once I did that, never went to class again. Like stand up <laughs> is just uh it was more my speed, like the improv second city stuff is it was just too friendly in a way um, and too nice. And then stand up was in dive bars, dingy. People were a little mean. And like, I guess everyone's an alcoholic in their own way, but I just like the brand <laughs> of stand up alcoholism. And I just made friends right away and started doing it every day of my life. And then it just became. Yeah. And then I got to I became full time where I didn't need a day job, like maybe six, seven years in. And now I've just been, I mean, this year was tough. Like I missed stand up and I already have a show this month and I can't, I just, I'm really excited. Um, But this year has been sad. Like my, everyone's life has changed, but I was definitely on the road and traveling and just going up every night of the week. So that was my comedy life. (laughs) Nah, that's really, you know, I, I can't. I, I always, you know, I know a lot of people in bands and, and people that do rely on live shows and traveling and doing things like that. And, you know, it is really bizarre to think that that is, you know, stand up musicians. A lot of those types of people were hit the hardest in a lot of ways because, yeah, you can do like, you know, you can go do like a live stream, you can do whatever. But that is like such a drastic like change to your your routine. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you made it through it on, you know, fairly unscathed, I hope, but it's tough. Yeah. And it is also like, um, my identity in so many ways. So it was like, obviously the paycheck, the routine and all of that, but also I had to figure out, I'm like, what am I outside of stand up? Like that is what I felt like I fully was. So it was like, Oh my God, <laughs> like I have, I don't have anything else outside of stand up. That's not fully true, but that was right. a part of it. No, I mean, it can feel that way. You know, when, when you're really laser focused on a career of any sort, really, how, how are you supposed to just like, you know, completely cut that off with all the other horrible shit, like we said earlier, going on and adjust to that? It's, a, it's tough for everybody, but it's, I feel like it's extra tough on people in your position. So again, glad you, glad you made it through, Lisa. 
Yeah. And I just, um, I can't wait. And I'm impressed with people that found different ways and killed it online or like pivoted to different things or were selling shows and writing. And yeah, yeah, it's impressive. It is. It is really cool. Well, in addition to being a really funny stand-up, uh, you were also in The King of Staten Island. Oh, my uh, God, yeah. Written by Judd Apatow, <laughs> who has also written an episode of The Simpsons. Some people forget that, but he has. Uh, what was that experience like for you to work on that film? That's so crazy. It just clicked. Like, I forgot. Like, Superbad got me into movies, which is like a Judd production, you know? Uh, right. And it, it's, it was wild. It was really great. I went and I auditioned to be Pete's aunt. And then on my way out, Lynn Coplitz walked in and I was like, she's going to get this. Like I just, and she did, uh, but she was perfect for it. But, and then I just got a call randomly. They're like, you're going to be this waitress. And they, they wanted to squeeze you in. And I did know Judd fr from the comedy cellar. So, um, we were casual acquaintance chatting and I knew Pete and then Ricky Velez, who's in the movie and was one of the, um, writers. What, uh, like I knew them. So going in, coming onto set was fun and it was like exciting to be with comedians and Rich Voss was on set that day and Bonnie McFarland. And then my favorite was I didn't have any lines written. I improvised all of it. <laughs> and so that felt badass. Just like I'm on a Judd set and I'm improvising. And then when I saw it with my friends, they were like, it was, I felt cool. I was like, I ended a couple scenes with fucking jokes that I came up with. So it was, it was really awesome. It was awesome to be on set for sure. And then the cinematographer is super cool too. Robert, I don't remember his last name, but he has an Oscar and he did There Will Be Blood and stuff. So right. it it was, it was fucking awesome. I mean, obviously <laughs> I was excited for like the premiere and all that, but my friends made a cute red carpet and lots of appetizers and it was really great, but. That's, that's so awesome. Yeah, Thanks bad for letting me relive that memory. I, uh, I forget. No, bad, badass is definitely the right word to use there. It's really, really funny. Uh, you know, you know, I had to bring that up. I also, I love, I'm going to direct anyone that is new to my podcast to go all the way back to episode four with Al Jean, who created the critic. And, uh, he, we talked a lot about that Judd Apatow, uh, script and how, you know, it came to be made like 20 years after it was written and you know how, like when he submitted the script, no one really knew who he was like that. That's really cool to think about, you know, having him writing an episode way back then and it being made like 20 years later and one of the best modern episodes too. So I did not know he wrote one. I'm going to have to watch it. And I think you're going to love it. His career is long and great and is filled with so much <laughs> goodness. And one of the guys um, in the scene I was in was like currently on Broadway's Hamilton. And that felt really cool. I just like chatting. I just, it was, it was awesome. No, nah, I love seeing you get stoked to talk about it. Cause it is really, <laughs> really cool. No, it seriously is. Um, okay. So obviously this podcast yes. exists, uh, not only to remind people how crazy I am, uh, because it's not enough that I have an Instagram where I show off, you know, my room full of Simpsons stuff, but I also just had to start a podcast where I talk about the Simpsons all the time. So maybe, you know, maybe that's something I need to talk to someone about, but as a comedian, uh, tell my listeners why you think the Simpsons is great. I've heard you make jokes, uh, in your standup that you're obsessed with the Simpsons. So expand oh, on that. I don't even remember. Also, this is not, I, I, you're talking, I did have a meeting with Mike Schur this year. 
which felt cool. I knew I wasn't going to get the job, but I was happy enough to be chatting with him. <laughs> and then I was super unprofessional and I sent him my Simpsons memes. But listen, I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh, I had to do it. Why I think it's so great. Well, almost daily, something will happen and I'll think of a Simpsons episode. It's really rare for that not to. Like I was doing another friend, like another friend's recording today and someone mentioned their wife leaving out of town and them being a mess. And immediately my friend Mateo was like, oh, the episode um, where Marge leaves and like the trash, you know, all the trash stuff. Um, Like when she goes to jail. And then I was like, oh, and there's more. And then immediately we started talking about all the other episodes. And like, cause I thought of the burlesque house. So I feel it's like um, so sociologically like our existence mirrors life in so many ways and like uh, makes it's just so relatable and it's fucking funny. There's so many jokes. It's like littered with jokes. It makes me laugh. I it makes me still giggle even though I've seen them so many times. Um, And I think there's heart at the end of it. Like that you know, you learn, you do learn lessons in not a full cheesy way, but like when Homer and Lisa, their episodes to me are very heartwarming or when Lisa and Bart like do sweet things for each other, it is loving at the end of the day and the side characters are great. And I don't, yeah, I just think it's so funny and, um, current events, but lasts forever. Yeah. You know, because Homer Badman, I think, is like the most joke heavy, amazing episode. And it's still relevant today. Like (laughs) that can air today as a new show. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, this we relate to what's happening. Well, and the the thing about that is, you know, I, I joke about how like, oh, this is all I do. I talk about The Simpsons. But I truly believe, you know, all hyperbole aside, that it is the greatest TV show ever created because Everything, and I've said this in like 15 episodes, I do not care if you guys are sick of hearing it. <laughs> I think that the mixture from the the writers they brought in, the voice actors they hired, the animators, the you know, everyone from the very beginning was like this magic potion of a TV show. I do not believe you get that sort of spark, that sort of special thing from, I mean, there's a lot of incredible television shows, but The Simpsons is this thing that cannot go away. And I know it will eventually, but that's why I tell people like, you really shouldn't be hard on newer seasons because to me, when they got renewed recently for seasons 33 and 34, I was ecstatic because I don't want it to go away. And I, I, you know, it's been a part of my life since I was born. So, um, you know, I just don't think you have many things like that. And you said like, you hear something, you immediately relate it to the Simpsons and I just yeah. don't think As, people do that with many could, things. Someone could say Grease, and I'm like, oh, Lord of the Dance. Like, it's <laughs> just like uh, that. That doesn't, uh, but like anything. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. And the jokes are never ending. But I don't watch the current ones. I'm going to go watch the Jed one or like, but the Lego one even seems so far away already. But oh. I don't really watch the current ones. Well, I'm just on the internet watching the old ones. So, so let me let me be. I, I try to be everyone's ambassador to this, and I've had you know you're not obviously a lot of people feel that way, and there's plenty of people yeah. that have said that on here. But you know, I I think this is something I just have to do for like the good of of the universe, and I have to make like a master list that just shows everyone like these are episodes that are truly great beyond a certain point. And I've made lists like this before, but you know, I know it's daunting to watch 20, 
three, 20, you know, 22 seasons of a show that you've never seen, even a show you really like, it's like, well, as soon as it starts not getting great, I'd not rather just me. go back this and is, watch the other ones, you know? So, I mean, I watched all 40 seasons of Survivor, so it's not daunting. I've seen all 22 of SVU. See, well, there, hope, there you go. So, so you got to watch more modern ones. And I promise you, if there's a moment where you're like, oh, this is getting real weird, it always recovers. And also, this is just a, just because it's on my mind fresh. The episode from this past Sunday, Burger Kings, is like, it, it feels like a classic episode. It's very, very funny. Uh, this season is really good. Season 32 is really, really good. I think it's one of the strongest in a while. So yeah, let me just, let me just push you, you know, a nice little calm shove. Watch some of the newer I'll episodes. do it. You don't have to try too hard. Um, <laughs> I will. Yeah, I'll get it. Burger King's uh, sounds like something I would want to It's watch. good. It's good. Burns creates like a plant-based burger company. There you go. Oh, wow. There, there's, okay. the, there's, the, uh, there's the the pitch. So, okay, well, tell me, tell me your like history with The Simpsons. Like, when did you start watching it? Like, you know, wh- when did you get into it? When do you remember that? I don't, I mean, as a kid, I don't remember when, but it was like Fox, like Channel 32 and Chicago suburbs where I was, but I think maybe in Chicago when my family lived there. But anyways, it was on at like five, five thirty, or like five and six with Seinfeld in the middle. And then again at like 10 o'clock after the news. So that was every day. So it was like four, full house at four and four thirty, And then right away it was Simpsons time. And so I grew up fucking hating Seinfeld. I mean, <laughs> Seinfeld was this man that broke my fun apart. And then now as an adult, when I got on Hulu, I watched Seinfeld and I loved it. And now I watch it all the time. Like it's part of my um, collection of favorite shows, but I fucking hated him. I don't think I've caught the news ones on Sundays. That wasn't part of my life really, but every day at those allotted times. And then I don't know if in college I really watched it that much. And then again, in my early 20, like 23, 24, I started dating someone who also loved The Simpsons. And so that kind of got me re-energized. And since then, and then I found Quake. Well, no, first I, I have this. I have, it's The Simpsons Masterpiece Gallery, A Big Book of Posters. It's great. So I bought that in my early 20s. That's before I turned, like at 20, I think, because I was applying to jobs in this area. So I remember seeing that and buying it, and my dream was like, one day I'll have a house and I'm going to frame all of these. But until then, I'm not ever going to take anything out. Right. And I have it here in LA, and I'm still dreaming of a fucking house one day. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just the most beautiful thing ever. And so, but at Quake, I ended up buying a gift, and it was... Like Radioactive Man and uh, what's fucking Millhouse's name? Fallout Boy. And it was like, they they were like on a little planet looking thing and they talked. I got that as a gift. And then that was from Quake. And then that's what got me. So like in my early 20s, I was like, oh, there's cool shit. Yeah. Um, I Because I love stuff. Like I have McDonald's. I'm a knickknack girl. I'm a collector. Um, I'm not just Simpson specific. I like, I like crap. I like crap. I want (laughs) to be surrounded by cute things that make me smile. I have a Lady Gaga shower curtain. I'm a merch girl. Yeah. Um, and then once this, like the Simpson stuff is just so cute. And then I remember getting Lucille, what is it? Batowski or something. And I was like, Oh, this is, it was just the dream. I like loved going to Quake and buying them. And now I have too many, 
And there's a bunch are still at my parents' house. I have some in the garage. Like, it's just too much. And then once people know you love it. That's all you get. You start getting <laughs> gifts. And so now I have really cool, like extra cool, thoughtful stuff. And so now if I see something interesting, I'm tr- I try not to anymore. Like, I am like, you can't. But if I see if if I ever find a Hank Scorpio, I'm buying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no way I'm not buying that. Um, but I try to be more c- in control. Yeah. Well, which obviously <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like. Um, I know. Well, that- and I want to say, and now with Instagram, it's even cooler because you find all these artists. So like, I bought a potted plant, a pot for a plant with a cactus in it, and it's all of Marge's Halloween faces. <laughs> And then the cactus is like her hair, like, and they release three and it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I, I'm going to get this Marge thing. But if I just see like a Bart Simpson, I have something like it. I, I really have worked on only collector pieces and isn't even right. Cause I don't know if it's collector for any, but I found like a little rod and it's like, yeah, I want him. I yeah. don't know. Um, but I'm also, I put two things here just in case, but this is, um, I got in Toronto and it's, um, a tarot deck. Oh, I love that thing. I actually remember the guy that was, uh, that was kickstarting that. I believe I remember seeing I'm that so going glad around. You it's, know, everything. It's really cool. What is this like, it is perfect. <laughs> Like the tarot's meet the cards, like the messaging. It is like they're beautiful. When I saw this, I couldn't believe it. It's one of the weirdest things I've seen, but I love the art and I think it's really great. I did not buy one, unfortunately. I really should have, but they are they are really, really great. The whoever illustrated that, I'm I'm forgetting their name. They did a hell of a job. And and you said it, but this is so true. It is such a great time to be a Simpsons fan, even if you're like a casual collector because there's so many people making cool stuff. Like, you know, yeah, shout out, like, shout out Alex Mayhew, shout out snip glass. Like there's so snip many glass. great people that are making cool stuff. So, and there's one out of London second, but I don't, there's one. Out, I have like a gummy Venus de Milo pin, enamel pin, and he makes cool t-shirts. But again, I have, I have to like relax. But one time in a window, I saw like a Bart Simpson football bears sweatshirt. Yep. I'm running in. I don't care how much it is. I want it. I need it. It has to be with me. Um, but yeah, I love my Pez. I just, I'm looking at a little Uter right now. And I brought home the Homer and the Moo Moo. Moo Moo. Moo Moo. I brought that in. But I'm trying to, I don't have that much space. So I have to be like more thoughtful in the placement and stuff. I also take things out of the box. Like I'm a maniac. So no, there's nothing I, wrong with that. So I, some I, stuff isn't, but like, like, I don't think I, you know, I showed you a photo of like my little baseball ones. I have the yeah. baseball figurines like that. I might keep in a box. That seems special to me. Um, I have a Britney Spears Simpsons toy. I'm going to keep that in the box. You got to. But some, I'm just like, give me auto. I don't care. Like, I want him. I want, I want my Willie in my bathroom and like with his, like, I want it. Cause some I buy used and they're not even like that could have, like, they're kind of beat up, but I'm like. I'm buying this Willie. I don't care. I want it. Yeah. So you're talking about the world of Springfield figures, which I have talked about on here before that I really (laughs) think that line is responsible for getting so many people back into the Simpsons because those came out around the same time that they were starting to put out DVDs and things like that. And that line is so big. Like, I don't know if you know just how many there's like, I think it's 268 pieces, maybe 267 pieces in that line. It's just insane how many different things and there's play sets, loose figures. Yeah, and- I have um the Quickie Mart. 
I have the Quickie Mart setting. Um, I, need, I love that. I, I needed one at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so the the play sets are great, but again, you talk about opening them, you almost have to because they take up so much room in the box. They made the box like you know triple the size of the of the toy, so it is really hard to display them. Sometimes I have a lot of them in the box, but I got to a point where. And I do have that entire line for anyone listening that's curious. I do have all of them. (laughs) But I got to a point where I was having to put them in storage because they were taking up the majority of my room. And I was like, I don't want that to be the only thing in this room. Um, Playmates made so much cool shit even beyond that line. But that stuff just it got a little much. I was like, there's so many things I want to buy. Weird ceramics, weird 90s stuff. I can't just have this room full of Playmates. So, but I, but yeah. I think the Simpsons owes that line. I, I, I feel like a large part of the reason they are still on is because of the DVDs and the, those toys. I believe that. Uh, yeah, those toys are what got me into buying all the shit and being like, oh, I can have cool stuff. I also, I have, um, it seems like it's, it was, I have an old school Simpsons Russian nesting doll, like the Matryoshka doll. Yep. And that felt cool. Yeah. Like I like the ones that, I mean, you see, you know, everything, but, um, <laughs> I like the things that are a little bit like, Ooh, to not people that know everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, you know, and, and I'll, I'll take that compliment cause maybe I do. Um, but I, there are still things to this day. This is also like, you know, like one of my catchphrases on this podcast. I find about out about stuff all the time. I find out about stuff all the time that I've never seen before. And I get to a point where I'm shocked because you would think that everything would be cataloged over the last like 30 something years, but it's just not. So I'm sure that, you know, as long as I'm game to do this, I'll be able to do it because I don't see myself ever, ever having it all, especially if the show just goes on for, you know, my entire life, which it could. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with like the bootleg Bart stuff. It's like, it's kind of, and not encouraged, but it's uh, like off-brand Simpsons stuff is cool and fun in yeah. a way. Yeah, and it used uh, to be a much bigger deal than it, than it is now, not to give anyone any ideas. I'm not saying you should just go make whatever you want, but I do feel like it's not as, um, it's not as scary as it was at one point. But So what are the things that surprised you? What, as far as things that I found? Yeah, that you were like, I didn't know this existed. So, so there was a line and... Uh, there was a line from New Jersey called Dandy that I've said before is like my favorite Simpsons toy line. I think because everything they made is like almost ugly. Like they made like the first okay. talking Bart doll. They made all the dolls with like flat faces. Have you seen? I think I have them. Like they made these guys. No, I haven't had those. Are, that's cute. Yeah. So I love when you said flat head. I thought it was going to be ugly, and that's like really cute. No, they're great. So every, everyone listening at home, I'm showing her one of the uh, like the flat face dandy like suction barts. I'm sure some of you have seen it, but they, um, I just love those. I love the way they look. They look sort of ridiculous, and the they say that they made like a ton of those and showed them to Matt, and he, you know only picked out the ones that he was like, yeah, make this one, make that one. But there were a ton of prototypes that never got made. So there's like this weird Bartman one. There's like, uh, there's like this graduation set that was apparently made, but there's not many that exist. So Bart's wearing like a, you know, like a graduation hat with a tassel, like just all these really bizarre things. And it's insane to me that that many ideas were pitched you know, before the show was really up and running, like it had just started. And I think that's what's incredible about Simpsons merch in general is that 
there is so much. Like if you search online, anyone, people are always asking me where I find stuff. If you just go on eBay, Mercari, Etsy, anything, and type in the Simpsons 1990 or the Simpsons vintage 1990, you know, whatever variation, it just, it never ends. Like there's almost more stuff in that first year than there was over the next four or five. Like realistically. And was that a plan? Like was that like there I wonder if that was like one marketing genius in the office or something. So they say, and I have no way until I get mad on the show, which hopefully one day I will, uh, I will never know the true answer to this, but they say that Matt did not know how successful the show would be. Obviously no one really could have known. They knew that it was popular, but they say that he wanted to make as much money as he could. So these companies would come and say, Hey, we want to license this. That's why you talked about like the Bart Chicago bears shirt that's real. Like people think that's a bootleg, but there is a real one that, that I thought he it was signed up on. Yeah, no, there's so logo seven. I'm sure any of my sports fan listeners remember logo seven. They did a run of shirts that say like defensive dude and have Bart, like, you know, kneeling down with the football. Those are licensed. They have copyrights on them. They have Matt signature on them. And there's a lot of those early sports shirts that are real. So they say that he wanted to just make as much as he could. So He's like, oh yeah, Dandy, sure. Mattel, sure. Logo Seven, sure. Like they say, he just was kind of down to sign up on anything, um, as long wow. as it, as long as he liked the way it looked. Um, there's like a Grateful Dead part shirt that's apparently real. Like there's no one can really confirm that, but it looks like Matt did it. Like it looks legit, and I believe it has. Just, I'm has like so excited. Yeah, so it's it's out there. I, I will happily let you search that while we're on the podcast. I would love to see your reaction. No, well, no, I because I, I did take screenshots, <laughs> so I have a picture of my sweatshirt. I'm just looking for the Matt signature to see if it's real or not. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah, I want to see it. But I'm like so jazzed all of a sudden. The, I mean, the, I've been jazzed, but. The sports stuff really blows people's minds because there were like so many bootlegs. Like you hear these stories of people like selling t-shirts under a bridge Uh, you know, that are like really poorly drawn. You can tell they're bootlegs, but the reason those people even tried to make those is because real ones existed. And if you, if you think about it, that makes total sense. They were like, well, I keep seeing this shirt, uh, of Bart playing basketball and it says Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's just make that for, you know, the Indiana Pacers. So like they, like they were just trying to rip off what was already happening and do it as fast as they could, which is how all bootleg stuff went. But that's why Bartmania is so bizarre and incredible <laughs> because people just lost their shit in that first year. And I'm really off on a tangent now, Lisa, but you know. No, they just, love <laughs> Bart. I mean, this is all fascinating to me. I'm loving all this information. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just. Is there something that you're chasing? So <sighs> that answer changes a lot and. I've always said that it's the like save Blinky Bart, which was like a Mattel mail away. I've said this in a few episodes. I'm sure people remember. And I'm not, I'm not changing my answer, but I just don't believe I'll ever get one because there's so few that exist. And the people that own the ones that exist, like they all know them. They'll be like, oh, this person, this person, and that person have them right now because there's, there's only like five people known to have one right now. Like they say they just didn't make very many. And I've even spoken to someone from Mattel that, you know, kind of explained to me how that all worked, but he's like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of them didn't survive because I'm sure they didn't do that well. And people probably didn't take care of the ones they got. So that's all really interesting. So I just don't see myself finding one. If you're listening and you say, I have one, Hey, I'll take it. 
I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a reasonable price for it, but they go for like a ton of money. So what's that's, yeah? That's, what's, do you have a budget when you find like? Are you on a budget, or if you see something, you get it? So I try to be. <laughs> I try to be as responsible as I can. I try not to just blow all my money. Um, but you know, I, I collecting is a game of if you wait, it might be years before you see it again. So I, I try to hold out for the stuff I've got to have. I always reference this uh, quote from my friend Marshall Julius I had on the podcast. He said, I resist all of the stuff except for the stuff I can't resist. And so (laughs) if I've got to have it, if I, if I've like, oh, I've been looking for that, you know, clock for three years and it's the first time I've seen one pop up, you just can't hesitate. You got to grab it. But in general, uh, I will say right now, uh, Simpsons stuff is kind of at a, at a downturn. Like, I feel like not much good stuff is popping up. I'm not seeing a lot of Besides the bagu bags. I feel like the bagu bags have been a hit. (laughs) They've really. So a lot of good newer stuff. A lot of good newer stuff, but not as far as like buying vintage. There's not a lot of people selling really good stuff at the moment. Now, I love the Bagu bags and uh, a little flex. They were nice enough to send me uh, a bunch of those. And I was very stoked. And you use them, don't you? I do. I use the donut one. I kept the rest of them sealed or closed. (laughs) I use the donut one every day. So anyone listening that remembers that. (laughs) That's so wild. I have all of them but the donut one. The donut one is a perfect one to use. It's a good one to use. I use them all. They changed my life. Like they fit so much stuff. And I was like in between places. They really are um, good. I'm not being paid to talk about Bagu. No. Um, I thought of something maybe you didn't buy that I have. Maybe, but what, what's I, that? I'm probably wrong. Um, the Mac Cosmetics, the Marge Simpson line. I really want, so I genuinely wanted to, but I was like, I don't know where I will put this because (laughs) those kind of fall into the same category as like, like old chocolates and stuff. There's times I see that and I'm like, oh, that's really awesome. But what am I going to do with like a 27 year old piece of chocolate? So, but the cosmetics, I I think I should have bought that. I think I screwed up not buying that. I really do. I just bought a couple lip glosses. I didn't do it all, but I still have them. Um, But I also, I did buy the Simpsons Tic Tacs. Oh yeah, I have some of those. A couple years ago, maybe. I never uh, ate them I, though. I'm, I'm just, I didn't either. I just kept them in the thing. They're too cute. <laughs> I want. I want to keep them the way they are. Yeah. So I mean, anyone that's followed, you know, Bart of Darkness for a while, or they've you know been listening to my podcast, they know that a lot of the stuff I like is like the weird stuff. Like yeah, uh, Lisa and I talked at the beginning about like cookie jars and things like that. Like I really like weird bath products. Like I like the shampoos, soap dishes, toothbrush holders. Like that is the stuff I really like. I don't, I don't dig too much into the food. I have some collector friends that really like the food and they really like the like empty containers, like old cereal boxes, old Doritos canisters. Like I think that stuff's awesome. I just, again, I don't have the room for that. And I don't know what I would do with it. I have some old chocolate uh, with Lisa on it from like Australia uh, and I, I love it, but it's like, eventually that's going to be like even more disgusting. Like how long am I really going to keep that? <laughs> I have, um, white house Obama chocolates that I hope to keep forever. Might as so. well, might as well keep those we'll forever. See. <laughs> um, what, uh, man, I forgot. Oh, what do you think of like the Duff man Halloween costumes or like, uh, do you like the Duff man lines of stuff or is that, and, and is that like your Homer dad stuff? <laughs> no, I'm cool with that. I think, you know. Duffman is like a really funny character. So I, I do like some Duff stuff. Like I think some of the stuff they made, uh, there was a shirt and I actually left this in Boston. The last time I went to Boston, uh, I lost it in my Airbnb or my hotel. 
Uh, but it was a shirt of like Homer, like dancing with these like girls in bikinis. And it's like this yeah. really like cheesy, like, um, it's like a play on like a nineties beer commercial. And yeah. I think that stuff is funny as long as it's, I, I think there's just a point in the early nineties where like stuff got really tacky, but the Duffman stuff I think is cool. Um, I, I think like a lot of the, like they made like a Duffman kid robot where he's like shaking up beer bottles and it actually like, there's like beer coming out of the tops of them. He holds one in each hand. I think that stuff's really cool. So I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. Um, okay. And then I, a long time ago, I bought these toys. They're somewhere in my parents' house. Um, I don't know what they are. Um, and I don't know if I imagine them in my dreams, but <laughs> like it was little set. It was like, um, Edna and Skinner in a closet and you like built it and they were little and they were like banging. They're not, they were making babies. No, but like (laughs) making out in the closet. And, um, I bought all the sets. That's the only one that's coming to my mind. What is, what was that? Those are, and, and it's one, it's really funny because if you hadn't just, Oh no, gentle giant, they are gentle giant. Um, I'm almost positive and they're called like bust ups and there's a whole, there's like itchy and scratchy ones if I'm wrong about that, someone listening is going to roast me, but I'm pretty sure it's gentle giant <laughs> bust ups. I do have the exact one you're talking about. And, uh, one thing I do in these episodes a lot that I think is funny is I'll like point to stuff as if the person on the other end can see it clearly. I'll be like, Oh, it's like right up here, but it's, it's over here somewhere. Whatever. It's like up the on the shelf. Steps. Let's yeah. see if this is it. Cause I, Oh, they're showing me other brands that are not Simpsons. What are you doing? No one cares. Oh, it's <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking this up. Well, I'll look different. Oh yeah, this is it. Yeah, I have this. Yes. Oh my God. You found it? I did. It it is the bust up. And it was so, yes, these are the ones. I probably got the Valentine's Day ones. Yeah. Because it seems like there's a bunch. Because I, I think it's an underappreciated episode. What is it? Where um, Homer and Marge are like naked uh, in the golf. Natural yeah. born kissers. Oh no, this is when they're, yeah. When they're hooking up in the barn. I had yep. that. Okay. This is it. Those are so good. And I want to, I, I just say, saw itchy. I'm going to get an itchy and scratchy tattoo. I so think I have to. Th- those actually go for like a decent amount too. Like people actually pay a lot for those. I need, I, I don't have all of them. I need to get them. Okay. Uh, next time I'm at my parents' house, I'm going to bust those out and see what's up. got to bust those um, out and bust them up actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, have you been to Universal, like the oh, Simpsons yeah. area? Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait too many times. And I just want to, I want to give you a compliment. I love that. So my episodes are normally interviews aside from like yeah. the Q and A's. <laughs> no, no, I am, I am more than happy to just have like a loose conversation about collecting. And I think it's cool that, that you want to know that kind of stuff because you also like to collect. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to have just gone off script. And just, to, let's, I mean, we'll talk about toys. What do you, you know, I love it. No, you can ask me questions. I do, um, I do talk <laughs> a lot. So um, I, sometimes I warn people, I'm like, you can cut me off. I will never be um, offended. But I really love my Santa's little helper from Universal. Like the oh, big yeah. stuffed animal. Because he looks like the size of Santa's little helper. Like it's kind of, it's one of my favorite things I have. Yeah. So I've actually gotten really good stuff at Universal before. And I know like, I, I do remember thinking the DVDs were like laughably expensive one of the times that I went there. So they do charge a lot for some of their shit. But like, I mean, if you if you are like me and you can leave Universal without spending money, I just don't believe you. You're lying. There's no way that I can go there and not spend money. And there's no way I can go and not ride the ride like five times because that's just what you have to do. 
Yeah, and it's like you don't want to drink at Moe's. What are you talking? Of course, you're going to order something. Yeah, like, you got to do something. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it's something. It's a dreamland. <laughs> so one thing that I was going to ask, but I think we already covered this, is you are you someone that makes a lot of Simpsons references? I think that that's apparent. Yeah, I do. It's um, but not my. Fr- I think it's like embarrassing. I don't think my friends are fully on board always, but I have a couple, I was going to maybe, uh, I have a couple friends who I know love the Simpsons like I do. So I'll send them the memes or like funny things on, I, I'll DM or I'll text her. I was home recently on a walk and there was one house where each car, the license plate was Homer Doe 1 and Homer Doe 2. But Homer was just HMR. Like, that was exciting. Like, I send it to them. But yeah, I make references all the time. I like saying, you Claude. But like, no one knows where that's from, usually. Like, my friends just aren't like this. Um, But I like saying, you Claude, or like, no, with loans and wise investments. Like I like saying that. <laughs> I feel with money. Hey, this this actually will probably surprise some people because I am the way I am. But I actually most of my friends that like The Simpsons like it on such a like healthy, casual level that, you know, me making jokes to them are you are either just too much or it's like over their head or it's just like, okay, Warren, we get it, you know? So, uh, I'm, I, I definitely feel your pain on that. It's like, sometimes it just, it's just not enough. But also I'm not more extreme. Like I went to Simpsons trivia in Brooklyn once and it was out of my league. <laughs> it was, I got 22 out of 50 people were getting 49, 50. I didn't, I truly was like, you you're all maniacs. Like I was, I was jealous. I thought I was going to come down and like crush. Like smash. And yeah. And it was like, what was the print of, and I saw the episode, I saw everything. I'm like, I don't know the print of his fucking shirt. I just don't know. Or I remember like, what was the name of the place they bought their pool? And now I know, (laughs) but the questions that I was like, I'm out of my league. Well, when you get put on the spot, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, uh, you know, I've bragged about this on one other episode, so I'll go ahead and just remind everyone. But did you ever play Quiz Up, Lisa? I loved Quiz Up. Simpson- okay. Yes, okay. I was. Uh, I uh, yes. You were good at Quiz Up. Okay, so I was. I was at one point like the top score in Florida for like a fair amount of time. So you know, I'm not wow. bragging, but I'm bragging. So take you that can answer. brag. <laughs> I also did Dexter, Sex in the City. Quiz Up was ever. I love quizzes. I have the C, The Simpsons seen it, but I've never even played it. I think someone gave it to me as a gift. But love quizzes, love heads up, love making lists. Like I do. Um, I've missed Quiz Up. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I do miss it also, and that is something that I've considered adding to. Uh, the Simpsons is greater than, uh, you know, list of things I want to do. If you're listening, tell me if you would like it if I asked people some trivia at the end of an episode. So shoot me an email and tell me, or a DM. Yeah, you got to humiliate me, us. Yeah, tell me if you like that idea. <laughs> I might I might just try to, you know, stump people. <laughs> Maybe not humiliate. <laughs> well, we'll be humiliated. But yeah, that's the one fear about sometimes being so into something is like you're not into it enough or something like that. Or like if I don't know something in conversation or I forget a name, I, that's just how I am. But I, it's, it sometimes makes me feel like, am I a fraud? For sure. I get <laughs> And that's what, how I felt at trivia where I'm like, oh, I'm a fraud. I mean, it happens. It happens to literally everyone. Like, I mean, sometimes I, I've literally listened back to an episode to edit and been like, I cannot believe I said that because that is just straight up not right. Not correct. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you're, sometimes you just have a slip of the old brain, you know? 
Um, when you got married, did you have cake toppers that were the Simpsons? No, <laughs> I should have. I should have done. Did you something have very the little pigs? No, no. What I is, should have. Is your wife into something? Um, like like, does she, what are her things? So she really likes. Um, she really likes antiques. She really likes. Um, you know, way more practical stuff than me. She's like, she has a very good visual eye. Um, but nothing, nothing as obsessively as as the Simpsons for me. Mm. Uh, she really, she's really into a lot of cool stuff. Probably stuff that's cooler than the stuff I'm into. Does she watch new episodes with you? She does. Yeah, she's okay. yeah. She does me that solid. <laughs> she does me that solid. So, uh, tell me, out of all the stuff we've talked about, like out of your Simpsons stuff, like what what do you think your favorite piece is? Um, I think it's the, I think it's the tarot deck. To me, it's like so beautiful. Um. I do love my cookie jar, but I I think the tarot deck makes me really it amazes me for sure. <laughs> um, and I like my playmate's fucking Millhouse. Simple, but <laughs> he's so cute. Um, I like my Pez. I, you said one thing. I'm gonna do the tarot. No, cards, do, but do, I yeah, like okay. I like having my full collection of Pez, and I have. This phone case that's like glittery Patty and Selma, like shave, you know, unshaven legs, and it's love like that. glitter falls. Um, but and I love my books, but yeah, I'm gonna say the tarot deck. No, is I like I, li- I like. like that. That's that's really good. And I'm gonna try to. I need to. I need. I need to get that guy's name. I need to give him a shout out in this episode. Well, it says the old Todd deck, so I wonder if that's the name he goes by or not. Everyone out there, just Google the old Todd tarot deck. I'm sure you'll find it. It's very, very. Oh, Jack Bride. Okay. It's Jack That's Bride. right. That's right. 2016. I can't believe it's been that long already. I can't either. I also thought this was like a strange artist in Canada made it. Like the fact that you were like, yeah, I know exactly what that is. I was like, oh, okay. I Ta- thought this was the most like, wi- like wild find I've ever found. <laughs> Ta- time is a flat circle. Everyone sends me everything. <laughs> if I didn't I see can't. it, someone would say, Hey, Warren, did you see this? I'm like, yes, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I have a segment that, uh, I think I really like, I think I might hate you guys. Let me know how you feel, but it's the big three. And these questions are not crazy hard, but it's like, wait, to- wait, I'm sorry. I also love that bus. I sent you a photo of that's okay. I'll take that as your actual answer. I'm going to bump the tarot deck. Yeah, I also I really love that bus. Love it. It's just been at my parents. It's like too bulky to have. I'm like, I'm going to wait. It's, I just feel like once I own a home or something, like I'm waiting for like these moments, but I can't wait for the bus to get its glory. Yeah. And, and also if the batteries don't work, clean that thing up with some uh, alcohol and a Q-tip and get, make sure the batteries work because it is so cool. The sounds and stuff that it makes. So don't forget to do that. I won't do, do they make any snow globes? I would love a Simpsons snow globe. They do make some snow globes. There was one though. I'm sure there's some like more, some newer ones. In fact, I'm positive there are, but there's a really cool one that was made by Tropico in France uh, but I actually think it's like a Valentine's snow globe, which is odd. But I think it has Bart like in a with like a. I'll send you a link to it. But okay. you're gonna, you're definitely gonna want to get that. It's like breakable though, so you gotta, you, you gotta take care of it. You can write it down. But I'll I also send you a link. I have a snow globe that says "fuck" in it. <laughs> <laughs> that someone, someone didn't want it and gave it to me. Like I don't know how you would give that away, but nah, I was that's happy to that's take bizarre. It. I mean, I like the weird breakable stuff. I like ceramic stuff. Um, I just have like, I'm, I'm just secretly like a, an old man or something. I don't know. Like, I, I really like the, like the bizarre, like trinkety, like salt and pepper shaker type stuff. 
yes. the most. That's that's where I'm at. Okay, but this is the big three, Lisa. Okay. Uh, the big three, and I I have said for 30 straight episodes that I need like a, like some sort of like little jingle for this. I've yet to do it, so I guess there's just no jingle for the big three. If you listen to this and you want to make me a jingle for the big three, I'm 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 accepting submissions, everybody. Uh, but the first of those questions is, who is your favorite character? This is like so unfair. It's like so <laughs> rude, you know, because obviously there's a family and non-family and like who makes you laugh the most versus who you connect with and like love on a level and like all of it. Um, so it's like so hard. You can give me one of each if you want. You can give me your favorite family and your favorite, you know, side character if you want. I mean, I think Lisa's a hero. I mean, Marge makes, they all make me laugh and I love Marge with her, like, I like the noises she makes and all her jobs. But Lisa to me is who I look up to. Like, I want to be like Lisa and be strong in my convictions and speak for what's right and want to learn and care about the planet. Like, Lisa, and she, like, um she sees deeply and learns from her mistakes and grows all the time. And I just, I really, I love her. Yeah. She's the best. She's big, big, just, be just, herself. just the usual shout out to the great Yardley Smith. My, my, my somehow friend who is just the best. <laughs> she's, she rules. I did. Have you seen the YouTube videos where it's um, like, she's listening to people do impressions. No, but I have to watch. Or maybe that. it's that someone else. Like, there, I forgot. I'm. This is the stuff I'm not good at. But one of the voice <laughs> actors, or maybe a few of them, like they they're trying to be nice because it's like fans sending it. But then you could tell they hate it, and so it was really uh, a good watch. I, I am convinced you could never replace Yardley. I don't think there's a person on earth that can do Lisa's voice other than her. No, is is that the? Isn't there? Is she the one that only does Lisa? Yeah. 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 That's just cool. like her voice is so unique on its own. I just don't think there's another human being that sounds like that. Yeah. And her episodes are the best. Yeah. Like all of Lisa's Lisa on ice, Lord of the dance, Lisa, the vegetarian, like they're all good. And I love when she gets lost because there's a rush. I'm Russian. And so I love the Russian chess scene um, (laughs) a lot. Um, I would say outside the family, it's tough. It's between a poo and Millhouse. Like I love Millhouse. I was Luann Van Houten for um, Halloween one year. Mm. I had blue eyebrows and stuff, but Mill, that reminded me, I had a tapped out problem. Did you have a tapped out problem? Oh, so this is something that I, I think I might have <laughs> talked about on maybe one episode. Um, I was obsessed with tapped out. I was obsessed with tapped out. And also, um, I think that much like World of Springfield, I think tapped out also got a ton of people back into The Simpsons. I really believe that. Yeah. I, I spent actual money before I was really collecting. I spent... A, a laughable amount of money on that game. And I'm not going to tell any of you how much it was. I was but, spending hundreds. Oh, I was, mine had a comma in it. Lisa, yeah. we don't have to talk about that. You probably have more. <laughs> I mean, it was tough, but I loved my, I thought I made a beautiful Springfield. I wish I could get to it. I loved. I what think I mine created. is still there. I really prided we myself. You got to try to find ours. Yeah. I loved mine. <laughs> yeah. We need, we need to connect on there because I really think that, my, I really thought that mine was like the best looking one. I was like, this is the, this is the best looking screen. I was so proud. We're both crazy. We both thought ours was. I was so, best. I listen, listen, I gave every <laughs> single store a parking lot. 
I like really prided myself on everything being correct. I was like, oh, well, there's got to be places for the, you know, the people to park. Yeah, I agree. And like, I loved all the potted flowers, but I just, the reason that reminded me is because I love Luann and her jacuzzi suit in oh, Tapped yeah. Out. That was like the cutest to me. Um, I, but Apu episodes, I just really love a lot. Um, and he makes me laugh, but I think Mil, I would say Millhouse. Oh, but Edna. I love Edna. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to stick with Millhouse. With Millhouse. Wildly. Uh, yeah. Millhouse, my, my one hot take about The Simpsons is that I'm not the biggest fan of Millhouse, but I'm not going back into that. Everyone go listen to my episode with Connor Lestoka. <laughs> I talk about it at length. I think I talk about it in one of the Q&As too, so go back. I mean, I, I, I love him. I just don't love him as much as everyone else. I think, because I, another line I say often is, why did I have the bull bar? You know, like I say <laughs> that a lot. That's a great one. Out of nowhere, um, but I mean, he is kind of like a sleaze ball with uh, Lisa, desperate, but he's just yeah. so funny. Um, no, he's funny, but I think Radioactive Man is one of the more overrated episodes as a oh, Millhouse wow. person. I guess that's strange, but wow. it's not in my like top twenty even really. Wow, that's see, I'm I'm gonna I am gonna call that a I mean that's a pretty spicy take, Lisa, but I'm taking it. I I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I, I want to do a whole episode about. Uh, people's opinions that they have been told are controversial about The Simpsons. So I'll have to, I'll have to. Spit I think some real. Th- I think I also think Ralph not overrated, but I think people who aren't actual Simpson fans love Ralph. That's a yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to call that a very uh, mild take. I agree with that. Not yeah, very, not too spicy. Um, but <laughs> who are yours? My my favorite characters. Um, yeah. it's it's Lisa all day. Um, I. You know, it's funny. I always say this, but as a kid, it was Bart. Uh, as an adult, it's Lisa, and it's just it's very, very much so Lisa. I mean, I love the whole family. I, I also, I'd say, runner up is Marge because I, I, I like you. I love Marge. Um, outside of that, it's um, it's easily um, Lionel Hutz. Oh my God! Of course. No, you're <laughs> right. You're right. Ugh. Yeah, you're more right. so more so than Troy McClure. I, I love Phil Hartman, and Lionel Hutz is just perfection. No, so. you're absolutely right. And then I was thinking I do love Patty and Selma, like being kind of a single person in their 30s. It's hard not to, like, not to relate, not even relate. They're obviously like nutbags. But when uh, they go to, what is it, Duffland? And yeah. it's like, oh, God. Um, They're so funny. They are. But you're totally right. And it's the right answer is Lionel Hutz. I'll, I'll uh, feel free. I mean, I'll, I'll feel free to change your answer. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Miguel Sanchez, <laughs> the, like the negotiating, the lawyer, he, you're right. You're a hundred percent right on, um, him being the best. If anyone wants to, if, if anyone is listening that disagrees with me, just think of the scene where he's trying to take his tie off in the courtroom. And if you don't <laughs> think that that's funnier than most other side characters in the entire show, that one scene alone, then you can send me an angry email because I disagree with you 100%. <laughs> do you like Sideshow Bob episodes? I do. I do love Sideshow Bob episodes. Yeah, it's classic. It's classic. Okay, so number two, favorite season? Um, It would be between seven and eight. Oh, but six is good. It would be between seven and eight. I'd have to like look at the things. Seven is uh, really good. Seven yeah, is really good. I would probably pick seven. 
I remember putting this on Twitter and people like having um, a gas in the comments and stuff. And <laughs> I think season like six and then seven, eight had the most. And then like, then of course there's the like season four is the best thing that's ever happened. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm team five through eight all day. I love three and four. Don't get me wrong. Two of the best seasons of television ever. Uh, but I think five through eight are just perfect television. If I had to be lo- if I had to be locked away or if I had to be sent away to a desert island and they said, all right, you get four seasons, I, I wouldn't even hesitate. Five through eight. Because that's a, like kind of like my Ralph um, judgment. People that are like, I liked it when Conan was there. It's like, you don't know The Simpsons then because so much good happened after. And I think it's like a fake thing. I mean, I'm being what I hate right now. No, like, no, no. Judging you, listen, people's loves. But, listen, I am, um, I am very, um, you know, I, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but there are certain things, and everyone knows this about me by now, there are certain things people say that I am literally just sick of hearing. Like, I'm sick of people pretending they know why, oh, it gets bad right here and this is why. And every time I hear a take like that, I just shake my head because nine times out of ten, it's just not true. But no, again, Skinner's sense of snow is so funny. I love the wire jaw episodes. Like to say there's just no, uh, Saddle Star Galactica. Is that the one? With Saddle the whole, Star Galactica. Uh, yeah. I that's one of my favorite episodes. Like it makes <laughs> me laugh. So I agree with you when people like fully shun anything. And Lard of the Dance is in my top five. Like I yeah. love that one. Wow. So um it may I just there I like when he to Lisa goes, You're the most like amazing, great girl, but I guess Alex is better than you. So you better do whatever she says. <laughs> I, obviously I butchered his line, but that makes me laugh. So it's much. so good. And so and um, you and, and Skinner's sense of snow and Saddlesaur Galactica, both written by Tim Long, who I've long said is one of the most underrated writers on the show. He's been there for over 20 years and one of my favorite episodes of this podcast. So go listen to that, everybody. Whoa. You know, yeah, this is what I wish I knew more of, like the behind <laughs> um, who's doing what, because it's wild. I named two episodes written by one man and I've never heard his name in my life. No, you know? I, I I got you. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I got you. You know it all. Yeah, I feel um, bad that I can't write. Which one's Lemon of Troy? Is that seven or eight? Or Homer's Phobia is an eight, which I love. Yep. Um, yeah, I would have to look at them and really like sit down and focus because those are a blur, but seven and eight, one of those I would take to an island with me for sure. It's funny that five through eight also, like not only is that my opinion, but those have been the most common answers. Um, I I have had a couple people say two or three, but I think five through eight is the most common. I just think they're trying to be cool. Like, you know, there's not (laughs) enough, like I, there's great episodes of course, but. I always wonder, like, the storylines are so good. I always want to kind of see the early seasons done by the season eight way. Whoa. You know what I interesting. mean? Interesting. Like, jack, like, jacked up. Like, I want to see those first few seasons jacked up. Well, you know, and and I, I'm not sure you were saying you, you weren't too sure about some of the writers and things like that. Seven and eight were show ran by what is considered by many like myself to be two of the best writers that ever worked on the show, Josh Weinstein and Bill Oakley. Um, so, you know, that's, it makes sense that people love those seasons so much to me, even though they felt at the time that people didn't love them. So now what's like two bad neighbors. Is that seven or eight? It's, uh, that's eight. Yeah. Wait, I might, cause <laughs> maybe, maybe it's seven. See, I'm doing the same thing now. I'm making, yeah, mistakes. those are tough for me, but like, I'm just thinking those episodes are the best. <laughs> well, then this is going to be really hard for you. Give me a favorite episode or at least a top three. You've, we've been naming all kinds of episodes. I will. What do you- so um, do you know the Simpsons podcast with Allison Getz and like um, 
what Julie Prescott, Julia Prescott. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I did that one um, a few years ago, and I remember being like, oh, what episode, what episode? And the advice they gave me was, like, do the one with the personal connection to you. Like, those are usually the best episodes to watch or listen to. And so I picked Lisa's Wedding, so I would have to kind of stick to that one. I love Lisa. I love seeing her future. And I... And on the personal personal note of it is like my dad didn't really speak English my whole life. And I didn't like when people disrespected him. And I saw when we went out in public, people were not nice to him because he didn't speak English. And so at the end, when she kind of is like, fuck you, like this is my family and my dad. um, I loved that. So um, I would have to say Lisa's wedding. And then joke-wise, Homer Badman, I've mentioned it before, but like from start to finish, I, it's just incredible. And I'm not going to say Lord of the Dance because I've s- s- talked about it so much. <laughs> um, it's tough because I'm like, is it Burlesque House? Is it Bard on the Road? Do I just pick Lisa on Ice? But then that's six. So like, why would I, you know, why was seven and eight my favorite? Um it's like tough. Honestly, no, I'm going to go with a class. I'm going to say King Size Homer as my nice. number third choice. Yeah. Nice. It's just like uh, great. Well, see, here's that's the other, actually here's the, the one thing. that, yeah, go ahead. Well, Sorry. no, here's the, here's the, no, you're good. Here's the other thing. Uh, I think it's totally possible for most of your favorite episodes to not even be in your favorite seasons because I think there are certain seasons that they just have like a tone that feels really like, it just feels like it's like encapsul- encapsulated very well. Why am I having such a hard time saying that word? But they feel like they're like really packed neatly. And so those seasons feel different, even though some of your favorite episodes or even your favorites could be just sort of from all over the place. So yeah, yeah. no, it's good. And I'm shocked I didn't put a Marge one, um, but... I'll do it for you. Marge on the lamb. There we go. Mar- that See, I was thinking pretzels or the cop <laughs> one. I like when she works. I don't know why. Um, which, oh, wait. Oh, that's the inventor one. Listen, it's just a great. Oh, the Chanel suit. I mean, the class struggle. This, mm. That one is actually like, I love that Chanel suit episode. Me too. Elizabeth. I just like, I love them. <laughs> I think those are a great Halloween costume. I like oh, that. I love Burns making the, you know, the, the pickled fig cake. <laughs> Ew, I don't even remember. I, I, that I pickled one. the figs myself. I just saw something on Instagram. Someone made that like bir- the happy birthday cake that was smushed by the bowling ball. I saw that yep. recently. It's great. Again, and, and it. as as another thing that you can't really see if I point to it, but I actually have like a pre production sketch wow. from us uh, from that episode from the Chanel suit episode. Wow. So it's like, and it's what's like that really, Bart coming out of like a pink cake? Is it, or it's like a pink circle and then Bart's co- it's by the backpack. Yeah. So that's like a weird, uh, thing from, it's like a, it's a, it's like a plastic sign sort of, but it's Bart like looking at a birthday cake and mm-hmm. I've literally never seen another one outside of that. It's from Germany. Cool. Yeah. Cause I love the color <laughs> pink. So my eye um, has been kind of looking at that. Well, if I ever see another one, you'll be the first yeah. person I, I think to send it to. Um, yeah. The food is also like, that's a whole other chat. All the amazing looking food. Oh yeah. I did that on Twitter once. I said like, if you can eat one of the Simpsons foods, what would you pick? <laughs> I, I've i asked Bill Oakley that and uh, I, I can't. Re- oh, he said the patented space age moon waffles, which is also my answer. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that actually sounds really good. Uh, on a recent q and I talked about that because uh, I think the liquid smoke would be really good in a waffle. 
Okay. Yeah. Doesn't that sound kind of good? Um, I'm not. A, yeah, <laughs> I do. I'm just. <laughs> um. Yeah. Lisa's like, no, it actually sounds disgusting. No, okay. I don't want it. <laughs> but I don't want to, you know, yuck your yum or whatnot. No, no. Well, that, those those are all great answers. Great discussion okay, on the good. big three. No on one's going to come for me. No, no, no. I think I think everyone <laughs> will be very pleased with your answers. Um, but before we, you know, wrap things up, I don't want to keep you all night. I know you got stuff to do. Get my uh, nails done. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, tell everyone a little bit about your podcast and how you decided to do a podcast about law and order. SVU. Yeah. Um, well, More so it's called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. And it's with my friend Kara Clank. And, you know... I always say the best shows are all S's because it's like I'm obsessed with Sex in the City as well, like fully. <laughs> I've hosted trivia nights for it. Um, and I love SVU and I've seen it all the time. And as someone that's on the road, like it's comforting because it's on every hotel. It's on USA or ION. Like it, you will find it. Smart. And so yeah. it's like my hotel watch. But I grew <laughs> up on it. I've always loved it. I don't like any of the other ones. And I was just over at her house um, like a few years ago. And she was like, I want to do this podcast. I forgot you because we bonded over. There's a, a this is so long. I'm like, none of this is important. But uh, no, hit me. It's, there's it's a fine. Twitter account called Doink Doink, and it tweets anytime Law and Order is on television. What channel, what episode, what time? So like 10 minutes before, it'll be like, this will be on right now. So I told her about that years ago. So she was like, hey, I've created a few episodes with a different host, but she's just too busy. Are you down to do it? And I was like, Absolutely. And we pitched it and we wanted to be on the Exactly Right Network because my favorite murder is huge. And we thought it would be great. And But then contracts take forever. And we were in negotiations for a year and a half. Jesus. Until we were able to like work on it. And now it's just been awesome. So we talk about an episode, the true crime it's based on, and we have a guest from the episode. Come on. Um, and it's mostly been actors. And then we had one, um, Neil Bear, who was the showrunner from season two to 12. And Very so cool. he had so much good scoop. Um, <laughs> and then the episodes are fun. And then uh, sadly, they are based on real crimes a lot of the time. And then we talk about horrific details of the crime. Jesus. Uh, but then we have fun up top. We banter. Uh, and the, our, it's really cool. And we've had a good time. Yeah, I listened to one today where you talked about a uh, bouncy house deflating. Oh, yes. That's our newest uh, our newest step. Um, yeah, little Rosie's birthday party. But <laughs> editing is hard. Running your own podcast is hard. And I've always wanted a podcast. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing any of this work. I don't want to do this work. <laughs> And so I was only going to do it if it was a network. I can't. And now I learn, you know, I have a mic, I have a professional thing, but it is a lot of hard work. It is. It is a lot of work. If anyone that's listening, I, I think that my listeners are, are super understanding and cool when I take a week off and they don't like send me mean messages or anything like that. But if you ever want to get mad at me, everybody, just just remember this takes a lot of time. <laughs> I I didn't know. I didn't know sound editing was hard uh, as or as time and having a producer, like all of those things are like booking the guests takes time. Like everything takes time. And it there's four time. of us doing it together. Jesus. Um, so like it's just 
Yeah. I hope people aren't yelling at you when you take a week off. <laughs> so far, no one has, but I mean, who who knows? But uh, Lisa, I do want to thank you sincerely for reaching thank out and, so and asking much. to come on the yes. podcast. I was <laughs> very, very happy to have you, and I hope you will you know, come back again. I would love to talk Simpsons yes. and toys whenever you want. Uh, but before we wrap it up, like I said, do you have any shout outs, anything you want to plug, anyone you want to send some love to uh, before we hang it up? That's so sweet. Um, I'll give a shout out. My girl, Stacia Patwell, I've been working out with her and I've lost 32 pounds since December. Hey, congratulations. And that's been cool. And she changed my life and the way I view stuff. So that's been fun. That's like a weird shout out. Oh, God. Um, my co-host, Kara Clank, has a really funny album. Um that I like called Undefeated. And I have a comedy album out called Glitter Cheese. My friend Clark Jones is a comedian, huge Simpsons fan. And Marcus Russell Price, he's a photographer and a huge Simpsons fan. Those are my two. And Joe Quazala, he makes short movies and he's, he's really smart. And loves the Simpsons too. <laughs> well, you you can tell any and all of those people to email me if they ever want to come on my podcast. I, I will. I was going to say them. if you'd like um, some comics that might talk as much as me, but love the Simpsons, I would gladly send them your way. That's what I'm talking about. I we will definitely talk about that after the show. I will get some. I'll get some info from you. <laughs> but as for me, as for Lisa, if you have nothing else, we're gonna we're gonna close it up. Thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out the official Instagram at Simpsons is greater than, or follow me on Twitter at Simpsons is great. If you're curious about me or my Simpsons collection, just search for Bart of Darkness on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for checking this out. I'll see you next week.